Hey there, welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell. If you've been listening to the previous two episodes, you already know that I'm publishing a four-part series about jobs in the trades and blue-collar careers. It's no secret that tradespeople are in high demand and that there just aren't enough workers to fill the jobs that exist today, not to mention in the coming years. My guest today is Ken Rusk. You might remember Ken from episode 62. It's been a while since Ken was here, and he's back with some news and a brand new course to help people of any age find their way to a life of comfort, peace, and freedom. For those who aren't familiar with Ken, he's had quite an amazing journey as a blue-collar entrepreneur, beginning as a ditch digger while in his teens, and then decades later as a highly successful business owner. During our conversation, Ken shares his wisdom and experience on topics including the power of young money and why our teens should learn to visualize their future, much like they would a vacation. You won't want to miss Ken's advice about turning if goals into when goals. There's a lot to unpack here, plus a special offer exclusively for my listeners. So let's get started. Hi, Ken. Thanks so much for being here today again on the High School Hamster Wheel podcast. Hi. It's good to see you, Betsy. Thanks for having me back. Sure. It, I looked through my podcast episodes and you were back in January. So it was early 2021. And man, the past nine months have gone quickly. And you've been incredibly busy over those nine months. And I'm really excited to talk to you about that. But before we get started, um, can you just give a quick intro for those who might have, might have missed your first episode? Yeah, um, my name is Ken Rusk, and I've, I've been accused of being a blue-collar entrepreneur, <laughs> which um, to me is a badge of honor because, you know, there's there's a, a great need for people in this country that are willing to do something with their hands. And and I can tell you, um, in, in this current environment, and I think for the foreseeable future, it's going to be a really great place to be, um, you know, doing something um, some type of skill or trade. And it's worked out well for me. And, and you know, I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm trying to give back to others and teach them the possibilities because I, I've experienced some of those myself and to whom much is given, much is expected. So it's time for me to kind of tell that story and help other people along the way. I love that quote, to whom much is given, much is expected. I'm going to write that on my whiteboard. Yeah, um, I, feel, I feel the same way. So last we spoke, again, nine months ago, we were talking about your book, Blue Collar Cash, um, love your work, secure your future, and find happiness for life. But you told me the story of where you started in your teenage years and how you worked your way up to, as you call it, you know, the blue collar entrepreneur, or I've heard million dollar ditch digger. You've been referred to a couple different ways. Yeah. <laughs> so will you briefly touch on that? Because I really think that your story will resonate with a lot of people and it really certainly informs the work you do today. Well, yeah, you know, my my high school was uh, it shared a fence with an industrial park and that long fence had a hole in it. And we would go through that fence after school and go hang out at the carryout like all kids did. OK, um, but I remember as I walked through that industrial park, there was this particular building that had just a bunch of energy coming out of it. There was there was dump trucks and there was tow motors and there was backhoes and there was jackhammers and a bunch of guys and gals and there was just a lot of things going on and um i was kind of drawn to the energy of that and so i was 15 years old i walked in and said what do you guys do here and they said well we're kind of ditch diggers that's what we do we we, we fix 
foundations of old buildings. And I said, well, you know, I can do that. I need, you know, pizza money like anybody else or going bowling or to the movies or whatever. So I, I started doing it. And the thing I loved about this company, which, you know, most people don't recognize sometimes with blue collar work is, you know, the harder you work, the more you work, the more money you make. And so I was able to control my input and therefore my output and the quality of that output. And those combined helped me to control my income. So for me, it was I was able to see, wow, if I wanted something, I could work hard and go get it. And um, I always began with the then rather than the if, you know, that I lived it then if life, not a if then life. So it, it was it was a natural thing for me to hang around there in the winter times. I worked in the office. In the summertime, I worked in, in the field, and I did that for a number of years, and we started to grow the company to the point where we needed to branch out. So they sent me on the road opening franchises when I was 19, which was really interesting because I had to deal with a lot of people I'd never dealt with before at a young age. And um, then I finally settled down in Toledo, Ohio, after living out of a suitcase for you know three or four years, opening other franchises. And, and here I am today. We started with six people here, and we're up to about 200 now. We have two locations, and um, and it allowed us to get into a lot of other things. You know, we're into a lot of other construction projects besides just that company, and uh, invest in things and whatever. And here we are. Such a great story, and you're such a good role model for young people. And I know that your business means so much to you, but so is the work that you do as far as helping others and growing others and helping them find their path. So your mission you say is to improve as many lives as possible and help them achieve the life they desire, a life of comfort, peace, and freedom. I love that. And you really make good on that. You don't just say those words, you actually do that in your actions. And that was, it's evident in the work you do, but it was also very evident in your book when I read it, uh, Blue Collar Cash. So can you talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, for me, I I don't know why I thought this way, but I probably have said a hundred times in front of this group of people that I can't get what I want out of life, nor can my company get what it wants and needs until all of you get what you want first. And I absolutely believe that. I never really wanted to be one of those top down bosses, if you will, where I sat on the 20th floor and everybody underneath me just tried to climb the ladder to get to the top. And I, I never really liked that system. I always thought, if I could create a whole team of people who were somewhat selfish in a way in the fact that they put their lives first and their work second in order to get the life they wanted, then I could create a bunch of people who would say, you know what? Uh, He's not only interested in what my life looks like for me, but he's pushing me to go get it. And I think I can build a future for myself with and through this company and be in control of it all on my own. You know, I'm only one guy. I couldn't do it all. And for me, it was a no brainer to have as many people just row in the same direction as me. And I was certainly happy to share, you know, the, the bonuses and the profits of the company with them as we grew because they helped me put it together. So, um, yeah, I, I, I now need to, you know, people have told me you need to get that message out to as many people as you can beyond the four walls of your company. And so that's kind of why I wrote the book to see if we couldn't help others think the same way. You're a true leader. 
you care about the people who work for you and around you and people outside your organization, which I think is the definition of leadership. So let's talk a little bit about the book and then we'll talk about what happened after the book because that's really exciting. So we talked about it, your book during the last episode, but I wanted to talk a little bit about it too because um, tell tell my audience now how you came to write the book and what they can expect from it when they buy it. Well, you know, there there was like a, a perfect storm of things that helped me to write this book. The first one was, you know, m- my daughter got sick when she was 12 and, and it was a pretty scary five years. And I just remember that I was really busy and but but yet I, I dropped everything to, to take care of her and to do what needed to be done to make sure she was OK. And she's I'm happy to say that she's fine. But, you know. I started thinking, well, what's, what would I tell her? Like, what's really important in life? Like what, what should be like your nirvana or your goal? What should you be chasing? And these three words, I don't know why Betsy, but these three words just kept showing up comfort, peace, and freedom as if they were all part of a triangle, like they were connected to each other. So I started writing notes to that almost like in a letter to her. And then uh, my, my wife said to me, because I was doing a lot of, of, of coaching here at the office, a lot of life coaching, almost involuntarily, okay, because I don't have any training in that. <laughs> and um, that kind of converged with where I was feeling with Nicole. And it, it, it just created this need for me to tell this story. And, um, you know, 80,000 words later, and, and one really sore hand, because I wrote it all on legal pads, um, I had this kind of manuscript thing that I didn't even know was a manuscript. So I, I got really lucky because I, I, I was I just Google searched editors in New York and I picked one and I had a, a gal that um, Mary that was fantastic in helping me clean up the grammar of the book and organize it properly. And then somehow uh, an agent called us and then they they put us in front of a bunch of publishers and HarperCollins picked the book up. They only pick up about 1% of the books they look at. And it just went went on from there. I, I, I'm totally blessed. I never thought this thing would go 10 feet, much less 10 miles. And um, it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a really cathartic um, uh, whole process for me. I've loved every minute of it. So exciting. And you just hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Yeah, that was crazy. You know, there are lots of lists out there. And the, the good news is for Wall Street Journal, there was two categories that we hit bestseller on. One, we were number two in nonfiction business books, which is cool. But the, the, the other category that I really liked was we were number six in all nonfiction out there, which we surpassed some pretty popular names. I won't name them, but <laughs> we, we were we beat out some pretty serious people. And, uh, and I am just... I'm just over the moon for it because, uh, you know, you want your story to be told, but you want it to be received well. And this is being received pretty well. So again, um, all blessed over here. So exciting. So let's talk a little bit about some of the content of the book and of your course, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But one of the things when I read the book and when I went through the course, both of which listeners I highly recommend, and I don't do that on this podcast very often. I read a lot of books. I talk to a lot of authors. I go through a lot of courses, and I don't recommend them all. I'm going to be honest um, because I'm not going to sit here and promote something that I don't believe in. But I would say that the book and the course both have so much 
insight, wisdom, experience, and actionable tips. Like that's for me where the rubber meets the road. This is all great, right? Good insight, good experience, good information, but how do I apply it in my life? And that's some of the things that I really appreciate about the work that you do. Well, you know, it's funny because when I think of the books that I've read, you know, a lot of times you read this book, you maybe grab a tidbit out of it, and then you put the book on the shelf and you've got these trophies up there that, oh, I read all these books. Um, but you can't remember what's in 80% of most of them, you know, three months later. So I, I there is no way I could live with that. I, I wanted people to read the book and not just go, hey, Ken, great book. Wow, cool. And then go on living their someday lives uh, like they always had. Um, I, I wanted someone to be able to physically change um, how they thought. So I, I thought, let's let's prove the point. Let's make them do a little bit of homework. I know that's a bad word, but make them do a little bit of, of, of positive self-generating visual life work for themselves and, and really come out of this thinking and feeling differently and saying, wow, you know, I've been living 35, 40, 50 years, 17 years, whatever on this planet. And I'm now thinking differently than I used to think. And that would be my goal is for people to visualize and to recognize that they're so much more in control of their life than they think they are. Absolutely. And it's such a mind shift. Like you talk about that, right? It's all about mindset. And I love some of the things you say, like turning if goals into when goals. And we talked a little bit about this differently in in the last interview that I had with you. And it was about, you know, you called it someday, right? Versus today and and the if goals into when goals. Can you talk about that and what you mean by that? Well, you know, I think everybody on this planet walks around, at least I hope they do, with some hopes and dreams. But the problem is, is that's where they stay. They stay in the dream world. They stay in the wish world. They stay in the hope world. And they never really manifest themselves into reality. And and you'll hear someone say, yes, someday I'm going to get that thing or someday I'm going to do that. And my first question is, okay, why not today? And they look at me like, you know, I'm from Mars. And my, my point is, is that we are we are so good at, at, at planning and visualizing, let's say like a vacation, okay? Six months from now, I'm going to go to Florida and I'm, I'm going to take my flip-flops. I'm going to take my bathing suit and my goggles and my suntan lotion. I'm going to get my towel and sit on the beach. I'm going to go to this restaurant, stay in that hotel. We, we visualize the warmth and the air and the, the sea crashing into the in, into the sand, we can feel all that. I mean, in our bones, we can feel it. Well, why is the only thing we visualize in life our vacation? Like, why don't we visualize everything in life? You know, how we're going to transport ourselves, where we're going to live, what charity are we going to give back to? What's our hobbies going to be? What's our sports going to be? What's our health going to be? Why can't we anticipate all of those things the way we anticipate a vacation? So. For me, I, I think instead of living an if-then life, you know, if you go to high school and if you get good grades and if you get a scholarship and if you get a college degree and then if you get a job and if you get paid well, then you'll start living well. That's the complete opposite of how you, how you should be walking, you know, the 90 or so years you get on this planet. You need to be anticipating everything, thinking and dreaming and visualizing in exact detail what all those things are, and then just planning your path to going and getting them. Such an important message for everybody, but particularly for young people. I mean, that's my focus, right? How can we help our teens 
find their path and follow it. And you're right. A lot of it is visualizing and planning and thinking about it and being in touch with that and imagining what that will be like, and then putting a plan in action and going there. Um, I loved one of the things you talked about in the book, and I think you talk about it in the course too, the power of young money. This is such an important message for young people to hear. In fact, I shared it with my own young people in this house. Um, Would you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, when you're running a company, you have a lot of responsibilities and, you know, their responsibilities are, you know, uh, getting insurance for the company or getting medical insurance for your employees or, you know, trying to do the right thing for your people. And one of them is to think long term, to think about, you know, their retirement or having a retirement plan. And, And the funny thing is, is that I think the average person starts thinking about their retirement when they're like 42 years of age, okay, which is way too late. But I came across an article, it was a Dave Ramsey article that that was really interesting. I gave it to my own financial planners and they said, this is absolutely true. And I said, well, if it is, then you're doing a really poor job of advertising your 401k programs because nobody knows this, but it's really simple. If you save $60 a week from from the time you're 21, if you save $60 a week, um, and put it into uh, some type of a plan, like a retirement plan. And you do that for a period of 10 years. That's 21 to 31 or 25 to 35, whatever you want it to be. You only have to do that for 10 years and then you can stop saving that money. And when you retire, you're going to have over a million dollars in your retirement account. And what most people don't understand is the earlier you start, the more powerful that money is. It's almost like, you know, I'm running a race and I get a five minute head start on someone else. I'm, I'm going to win. I'm going to win in a big way. I'm going to win every time. So when I when I look at the power of, of young money and how it multiplies over just breathing, just being alive and and, and living your life, it's crazy. We, we have a we have a club called the, the the 401k millionaire club here and it's so much fun to watch these kids they're 22 and they're putting 60 bucks a week away and you see their statement and it has a predicted statement for when they retire in 2050 or whatever and it says you will have over a million dollars in your account and they just can't even believe it so I, I would just put this challenge out to all of your listeners and say this how cool would it be to be 21 years of age and be sitting amongst a group of friends and say, yeah, my retirement's covered. I don't even have to think about it. I mean, it's it's done. It's over. I don't even have to think about it. it. It's just part of who I am. Now, obviously, there's challenges to doing that. You have to save that $60. But I look at it this way. The first $60 that comes into my world is certainly not going towards, you know, the mall or, <laughs> or something else. It's going towards me first. And the rest of the money, I'll, I'll find a way to live on. That's amazing. I love that you have that club. I think all employers should do that. That's a great idea. It, it's, it, you know, Betsy, it's really cool and it's so simple. I mean, I don't even have to do anything. I just have to like present the information and, and have them have them understand. And you should see them. They go back there and they high five each other and, 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 and they, they kind of have this renewed confidence. And the other thing is, obviously, you know, it could build some loyalty too, because if, if they think you care that much about them, which we do, they tend to hang around your your company as well, which is always good if you're looking to build good culture. And we'll be right back after a quick break. 
Hi, this is Kim Thompson, host of Storytime Anytime, a podcast packed with songs, stories, and a whole lot of learning fun. Each episode will explore a new topic like dinosaurs, sharks, space travel, chemistry, horses, reptiles, and so much more. New episodes are out every other week, so check us out wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. It's really story time and music at its best, exclusively for kids. Okay, so let's talk about the course because we've been kind of dancing around it. We talked about it a little bit. It's called The Path to a Successful Life, A Ditch Digger's Guide to Comfort, Peace, and Freedom. So you had the book. The book is highly successful. Why not stop there? Why create a course? Well, again, I, I wanted, I really wanted people to say, um, you know, I've got a nephew or I've got a niece and, you know, they're not quite sure what they want to do. And, and so, you know, I, I want to help give them some direction, but I don't know how, you know, my grandson is doing this or my granddaughter's doing that, or even my own son or daughter or my cousin or my what, whatever. I mean, I, I just wanted them to have somewhere they could go where they could at least start with a clean slate. And what I mean by that is I'm trying to get them to think in a way that they haven't thought of before because they've been told. They've been told by maybe their parents that they have to go to college or else they've been told by their teachers, we have to go to college or else. They've certainly been told by the colleges, you have to go to college or else because that's how they make their money. But, and I'm not an anti-college guy. All I am is, is trying to present all the five or six different paths to success that are out there and have you at least start from square one and say, okay, I'm in control of my destiny. I'm in control of my decisions and I'm certainly in control of what the rest of my life is going to look like. So if I can start with a clean slate, but a hugely improved awareness, then I can make much better decisions moving forward. I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, I, I talk about this all the time in the podcast and in my coaching. It's just about having the information, knowing where the resources are, knowing how to do the exploration and figure out what's best for you. And um, I love that you're doing that. And the other thing I'll say about the course is, again, I went through it. I don't care what age you are. It's super helpful. Like if you're start, you know, starting out a young person, but even if you're in midlife or any point in your life and you want to make a change or feel stuck or don't know what to do next, there's just so much great advice in there. You know, it, it, I'm so glad you said that because I had a, 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 50, a 52 year old um, a gentleman contacted me the other day and he said, you know, I started out as a plumber and I really liked it. Then I had to go to school and then I had to get this job and now I'm selling some widget and um, I've been doing it for many years and I really don't like it at all. It's not me. It's not who I am. I'm, I'm stuck in this corporate grind and I, I don't want to do this. So I read your book. I'm going back to being a plumber and he loves it. I mean, he, he went back to being a plumber. He controls his day. He controls his input. He controls his income. He goes, I'm having more fun now. And, and I, I just enjoy my life better because I'm in control of it. So you're right. You know, e even the gal that helped me um, 
clean up the book when it was being written. She said, you know, Ken, I don't even live this way. And she went home and sat down her family and said, we're going to plan a vacation, not someday, but today. They planned a vacation. They went to Scotland. They had a blast. And somehow they came back and give me credit for that. I'm like, well, <laughs> I didn't do a whole lot other than to tell you to, you know, get off your <laughs> the couch and go make this happen. And and they did. And, and they love it. And now they already have their next vacation planned. And they're living this two-day life now versus the someday life that we all tend to fall into sometimes. So how is the course different from the book and or, and or how do they interact together? So just for people who aren't familiar with it, should they read the book first? Should they start the course? What's a, a good suggestion for that? Yeah, I, I would say read the book first and then take the course. The course references back to the book. Um, I, what, what I really like about it is, you know, you, 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 you have to do some drawing and, and it doesn't matter what kind of artist you are. It, that doesn't matter. You, you, you could even take pictures from a magazine and cut them out and glue them onto this poster board instead of drawing it if, if you wanted to. But you're really trying to create this nirvana and it takes time. I would never want someone to sit down on a Saturday afternoon and say, okay, I drew my life out. There it is. I would want them to do it like a puzzle. You know, you have a puzzle on your table and you put the square edges in first and then over the next week or two, you slowly fill that in. That's how I would want you to do this. And the great part about the course is that that drawing evolves during the course, during the eight weeks. And it gets more colorful, more precise, and more detailed as you move along because we ask you to add a new drawing each week to the old one. And it, it, it it's kind of like when you're done, Have you ever have you ever seen one of those one of those pictures where it's nothing but dots on the wall, but the more you stare at it, pretty soon you see the pterodactyl jump out in front of you. Yes, That's I struggle. I struggle with those, though. I, have to I know they're, they're, you really got to you really got to focus. And that's what I ask people to do here. But, the, you know, the dinosaur shows itself pretty clearly at the end of this course. And and um, I've had some people who are pretty changed by taking it. So I'm, I'm really excited to see if, uh, you know, if any of your listeners get involved, I'd love to hear their feedback. So. Speaking of my listeners, we have a special offer for them. Am I right? We do. Yes. Uh, we are going to have a, a coupon code um, for anyone who gets involved in reading the book. They're going to get this course at a huge discount. We're, we're just finishing out that that coupon code now with the publisher so we can make it all seamless. But um, yeah, we're, we're going to be offering a, a large discount to your listeners um, as a way of introducing this course to the world. And uh, we, we can't wait to um, to have uh, some people get involved in and maybe give us some feedback. I would certainly love to publish some of that feedback. So it'd be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I will include the coupon code um, at the end on the trailer of this episode so everybody can find it. It'll also be in the show notes and everywhere you you find podcasts. So it'll be it'll be well communicated. Oh, and in my social media. Um, so what else? What have we not talked about? Anything else that you want to share about the book, the course or you in general? You know, I would just say this, it, it's the opportunities in in the blue collar world, they've never been better. And, and the only reason I say that is because I'm going to say something a little controversial, but just keep in mind that I'm keeping the goal of what you want your life to be in front of me when I say this. Sometimes it's not so important what you do for a living as it is what you do with what you do for a living. 
And, and I just want people to understand that ditch digging was number 99 out of a list of 100 things that I wanted to do in life. But I could create the life I wanted with it. And I could create it quickly and I could create it in a really high and quality way. And um, all I would say is consider some of these other uh, trades. You you get that wonderful step back moment of accomplishing something at the end of the day. And you're never going to make more money than now in the trades. I mean, we have, my gosh, we have carpenters and plumbers and welders and mechanics and machinists making as much money as lawyers and family doctors because they're so highly in demand. So um, if you're one of those people who says college is for me, then go for it. If you got a plan and you have a, a job at the end of it that you want to get, do it. But don't listen to the whole stigma of being a blue collar worker. I have a bunch of friends that are doing it. They're all so happy. They control their own worlds. And uh, it's just a really great place to be. I absolutely agree with that. I think I hear over and over again from people how the trades are really hurting for people and there's going to be a lot of um, people retiring and there's going to, that's going to create more jobs. So again, I, I say it all the time, follow the path that's best for you. And if it doesn't include college, that's okay. If it does, that's okay too. But if it doesn't, to your point, create the life that you want to create. You certainly are going to be better off for having taken the risk of trying. You know, the one thing that you don't want to do is follow somebody else's path for you and then have that create regret 5, 10, 15 years down the road and have you feel like you're stuck somewhere else. So, you know, I always say this, you and only you know what you're meant to be. You and only you know what you're passionate about. You and absolutely only you know what you could be really good at and what would make you happy. So trust all the you's in those sentences that I just said, because there's probably eight of them. Trust those you's and make your life happen the way you want it. Excellent advice. As always, so, so helpful. All right. So let's talk about, um, oh, one more thing I don't want to forget to talk about. You're working with Junior Achievement, right? Yeah, this is a really great program. So I was with a, a gentleman in town locally who had read my book, and he's the president of the local junior achievement office here. And he was really great about him is he's got a huge passion for what he does and, and for helping kids. So we created a junior achievement version of this course that um, he's introducing to people around the country in, in, in places that they have junior achievement offices. And um, we're, we're, we're really, um, there's about 100 of those locations around the country. They certainly don't reach the entire nation, but um, they're working really hard and they're doing great, great things. So um, we have a course that we're working with with them where um, we would promote it to, to uh, the, the high schools and, and the course gets taught uh, alongside the regular curriculum. We, we've, we've worked very hard and I commend uh, Jim Pollock and his staff for um, getting it into the um, the, the type of social and emotional learning standards that we have today. So they took the course and they put it into that type of, 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 uh, of curriculum standards and, and it works really well. And, and we're really excited to get that launched as well. That's fantastic. I'm going to have to talk to you later about that and see about getting it in our schools. We could use it. Love to. Okay. So where can people find and follow you? Cause I'm sure they're going to want to. Well, um, you can go to KenRusk.com and see what we're doing there. You can learn a little bit about the course and other things. 
Um, you can also follow me on Facebook. It's called Ken Rusk Official. And uh, we have a whole lot of really good stuff about careers and um, just a lot of current um, content that we talk about that can kind of help formulate. If you go from, if you spend a half an hour going from top to bottom on this thing, you, you'll kind of see what we're up to and what we're talking about and how it can help you. And then also run Instagram and all that kind of, uh, and, and, and Twitter and whatnot. Um, I will say this, um, you know, we are running this thing where, again, my world has been pretty good and I feel awfully blessed and grateful for that. So all the proceeds from my book are donated towards you know, make a wish or uh, junior achievement or some of these types of, of, of um, you know, different great organizations where people fight for themselves. And that's what I love about it. And um, so if you do go out and buy the book and the course, you will definitely be helping somebody else because um, you, you might be putting that book and the course in the hands of someone who can't afford it or, or um, you know, the, the like of that. So uh, again, if you, if you help, if you help yourself, you'll be helping someone else at the same time. And I think that's great. I love that. Come on, listeners, get out to your local bookstore, pick up a copy of the book and help somebody else. Thank you again for being here. This is, it's exciting what's going on. And, yeah. and I'm thrilled that you came to talk to me again. And, um, and I'll be following along and watching all the good stuff. Well, and congratulations to you on your podcast success. I think it's really awesome that you're nearing your hundredth show. Is that what I heard? Yep. That's, yep. Um, that's really something to, uh, to be thankful for. And I know it's hard work and um, all the planning and all the producing and all the recording and the editing and all that. So that's not easy to do. And I'm really thrilled for you and so glad that you've gotten, gotten this far and hopefully things will just continue to go uh, up and up for both of us. Yeah, I hope so too. Thanks, Ken. You're welcome. I am a huge fan of Ken and the work that he does. I've had a lot of leaders throughout my previous career, and I wish that more of them would have been more like Ken. It's always a pleasure to speak with him and hear more about the good he puts out into the world. If your teen or young adult is even considering a career in the trades or any blue-collar field, be sure to pick up a copy of Ken's book, Blue Collar Cash. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And as promised, Ken is offering my listeners an exclusive coupon code for 20% off of his course, The Path to a Successful Life, A Ditch Digger's Guide to Comfort, Peace, and Freedom. Just head on over to KenRusk.com path and enter the word hamster for your exclusive discount. That's KenRusk.com P-A-T-H and enter hamster at checkout. Thanks so much for tuning in today. As always, I'm grateful that you're listening, and I'd really appreciate it if you would follow or subscribe to the High School Hamster Wheel podcast in your favorite podcast player. I welcome your feedback, and I'd love to hear any ideas you have for future episodes. Be sure and check out the show notes at highschoolhamsterwheel.com slash 103, where I will include all links mentioned during this episode. And if you know of a teenager who is unsure of their next step after high school, a college student rethinking their future career path, or a young person who just needs some guidance while evaluating career choices, I can help. You can learn more about me and the coaching I offer at BetsyJewelCoaching.com. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with another episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, 
That's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.